Welcome to Life as a Teacup, a space where authentic journeys are shared through questions, and I guess you could say this is something more than surface level. Today we have something interesting, something quite different from what we used to, and I think I'm going to call it in conversation. Sitting right across from me, I have Andrea. Greet the people! Hi guys! <laughs> so, um, today's question is basically focusing on marriage versus intimacy with Christ. Mm-hmm. Before we start, yeah. let me actually tell you guys the significance of this particular conversation. Um, I chose Andrea because she's keen on marriage, right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of here nor there. I like it'll be fun, but also it would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> it would be fun. But I mean, I'm also here. Like, not to say is it necessary, but like, is it really like a like a thing? Because obviously, you know how Paul says like. Some people are meant for marriage, some won't be, or yeah. whatever. So I feel like I'm kind of in the middle, where it's like, is this marriage thing for me? But also, why not? So in today's question, marriage versus intimacy, I think to start us off, tell us, why are you keen on marriage? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've never really seen, like when I was younger, I didn't really see marriage as something like, I don't know, something that I had to have. You know, I didn't really see it as, well, if you're not married, then you don't really have value or anything like that. It was just kind of an option available to me. And okay. uh, my parents never really, I mean, they kind of pushed the idea, <laughs> but not in the sense where I felt like if I didn't get married, then I wouldn't have any value or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just kind of placed on my heart that that's what I wanted to do. You know, I think the Bible is very clear, for me at least, in terms of the purpose of marriage and what a marriage is for, what is permissible in a marriage and, you know, what isn't permissible and all of that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to honor God and honor myself in the sense of this space is a safe space, Yeah. you know. I'm not really keen on the idea of like dating so many people and sharing so much of yourself with all of these people. So uh-huh. I'm like, I'd rather just know that with this one person, yeah, I can open up, be myself, and then I don't have to do it like 20 other times. Because <laughs> that would be you that know? would be a lot. Yeah, that's a lot, and I think it gets like tiring and it wears you down. Um, and then I, I feel like at the end of if you do that so often, at the end of it, you don't really open up completely in the way that you would have the first time. Yeah, because you're slightly someone. hesitant. Exactly, and you're yeah. kind of like over it at this point. You, it's almost like you're doing like a little, a little dance, yeah. you know. Um, and so that's kind of where that started. But I definitely think it was placed on my heart. Uh-huh. I do think that some people, it's just. From the beginning, they're just like, oh, I don't really, it doesn't really affect me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's how it started. That's how it started. That's actually quite interesting. For me, it's not like it's ever been like a, you have to get married, you have mm. to get married. But I, I almost feel like every now and then, mm. somewhere along the line, you almost feel like, oh, if I talk about a boy, does that mean they're going to think I'm going to get married? Right. Or what it, like... I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit dramatic because mm. I do tend to do that. <laughs> right. But nah, like for me, um, why I'm kind of here nor there, I think what you're speaking about, like sharing yourself with a lot of people and mm. all of that, 
for someone like me who's not really like keen on opening up that much like i feel like i'd rather do it once oh, okay. okay um as opposed to thinking like oh, what if i say something and now your whole mind changes about me or whatever but also i think it's that thing where i i've read this interesting thing where with those successful women you're either single okay you have a guy who's supportive mm-hmm. um someone who's ahead of you or someone who's just there who's got like resentment yeah. because you're more successful than them maybe that comes from a fear a place of fear mm-hmm. but that's kind of like me because like i can see myself being successful and i guess i'm a bit wary like if we fall if i get married will this person resent me yeah um because i mean sometimes it's, it's not necessarily this the fact that like you start off and there's resentment it's more so like over time it i've seen up. you doing the most yeah. and then somewhere along the line you know something happens yeah. but i feel like that almost negates the fact that god can actually like you know work in people's hearts and whatnot but um yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> with that point that you're making um i kind of like yes that is a factor i'm not gonna pretend like that's not a factor um but things like that i kind of learned not to stress so much about it because i'm like listen if god has put in your heart that this is a thing that's supposed to happen for you mm. or to you or whatever mm. then he's gonna provide yeah and i'm not gonna stress about like the little tiny details because otherwise I would never do anything ever yeah <laughs> you know yeah and um, I just need to trust that even like in that dating phase or in the courtship phase that's when you actually get to know someone you know and I, I believe that in that time you can actually find out someone's heart and someone's intention but yeah. that's not to say that people can't change over time because mm-hmm. that's also a thing yeah but I would like to believe that I'll be able to choose someone that has the same values as me yeah. and ultimately is equally yoked. So I don't feel like, you know, I'm all into God and I'm like trusting him with everything and you know God is blessing me and I'm yeah, doing yeah. all of these things and he's just kind of like, yeah, I'll go to church. No, no, that, that <laughs> one, that, like he's just like that kind of there. unpermissible. Honestly. You cannot. And I think that that's where it starts. Like it starts where you're like more fueled up and mm-hmm. this other person is just kind of like, it's just an option. Like God is just an option. It's just kind of like to check the religion box, sure. you know, and that's where those, these other emotions go unchecked. Yeah. Because I think that if you're walking with God every day and you're making an effort and you have someone alongside you that is similar in values and similar where you're at, you know, um, you will not go unchecked at some point. Whether it's the person that's like, I've noticed that you, you know, you seem a bit more down or you haven't been like more engaged as usual or whatever it is, or maybe people in your life around you, maybe not even the person that you're seeing or with, or even yourself, God checks you. <laughs> you know, Obviously, God yeah. will check you. He'll put something in your heart or whatever. And if you're not in that space with Him, then that can't happen. And already, then it's a no. Yeah. Then it's just not working yeah, out like, from I, the jump. It's like nah. From the jump, it's like nah. This <laughs> exactly. Is, this is bound to fail. Exactly. Because your foundation is faulty. Exactly. And I, I completely get that. Um, I feel like that's probably like the underlying thing 
maybe I probably still need to work through it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's why it's like it would be fun. I mean, <laughs> who, who wouldn't want to share your life with someone? Because right. um, I'm also that type of person where I know if I do get married, this is like for life. Like, ride or die, I'm that type of person. So, yeah. yeah. But let's get into the first question. Oh, that wasn't the first question. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, so question one. Do you think the church teaches more on marriage or relationships rather than intimacy with God? Ooh, honestly, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me justify. <laughs> so, I think that there's so many people in church um, that are married, and so they need tools, they need to know what's going on, mm. and I think also like the church wants to prepare people for marriage, because I mean, at this rate, I think there's, it's a 50, they're like there's 50% of people that are married or getting divorced, and that includes Christians as exactly. well, yeah. so I mean, it's obviously an issue, mm. and you know, it would be ignorant for the church not to like address that and help out and all of this. So I mean, I understand that aspect. However, I do feel like there's, there should be like a boundary where it's like, yes, we're equipping people and we're giving them the tools. And even before they're in a relationship, we're telling them what a marriage, what a healthy, good marriage looks like and all of that, that's important. But I think like there's almost like a, a blinder there because at some point it's a more important to actually help the individual themselves first mm-hmm. because in a marriage it's two people, it's yeah. two individual people that are coming with their own backstories and their own issues or their own things going on in life. And if they're not like not knowing what's going on with their relationship with God and they're not like intimate with God like that, then already everything going into that marriage is relying on their own strength Uh and their own knowledge and what they've learned from books and movies and all of this, God isn't going to be the first person they're going to run to. So already that's doomed. It's it's falling apart from the foundation, you know? Um, So I think the church does focus more on marriage. Which I can understand to some degree, but at some point I do think it's more important to help the individual because if the individual is okay and they know where they stand with God yeah. and they know how their relationship is working with God, then that would make for a better starting point of a more serious relationship into a marriage. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I feel like we hear more preachings on yes relationship remember this or even if it's not necessarily preached at you yeah um the underlying like all the jokes would be like yeah but you're still single Mm. oh but this is this and it's like surely that then puts pressure on individuals i was listening to this um live was it an ig live Mm. of preston berry and jackie hill perry and those guys i don't know i I love their outlook on life yeah and so I consume a lot of what they say and obviously check it with the word and whatnot but there was something that he was saying that I guess would then go into the next question so I'll just I'll just read the quotes okay and then expand on it so the first thing that he said was some men feel pressure in the church to get married in church as soon as they get saved because obviously like that's like the main message mm-hmm. like hey, hey, hey get married get married 
um, and then he said it's almost like marriage is the banner for maturity yeah. instead of truly growing in Christ and being a disciple so yeah. being someone who actually lives by the word even if you look at like in church relationships mm. where people are I don't know there's, there's like a little bit of the world in them yeah even like you can see that the intentions appear I want to get married to you but like it's almost as if oh my gosh now I'm saved oh my gosh I'm in church I have to get married yeah and that's almost maybe not just for men but also for women where it's like okay cool you're here prove to us that you're growing mm. get married yeah I guess a question that could come from that is do you think this has been placed marriage on a pedestal in the sense where if I want to prove that I'm spiritually mature mm. I have to get married um, um, I think that the question in itself is flawed because why do we feel as Christians that we have to prove ourselves to other Christians? You know, mm -hmm. why can't I just be growing in yeah. my relationship with God and what He's doing in my life and in the lives of those around me and that be enough? Uh -huh. Like, you know, I then have to show everyone that this is working, guys. <laughs> I'm here, I'm doing God is thing. real, He's doing things, you know. And I think that's where we start to like fall and crumble and that's where you see the demise of these like famous Christians, right? Yeah. That's where they start to fall because you so caught up on trying to prove that you really are a Christian mm -hmm. and God is really doing something and trying to, you know, plead a case for Christ mm -hmm. that you forget that God doesn't need you to defend him. He doesn't need you to prove that he's God. He just is. Yeah. You know? And I think that's that's where the issue is. But definitely the church puts it on a pedestal that this is how you're going to prove that your fruits are real, that there are fruits there. Mm. You know, because otherwise, if I've been like saved for years and I'm not married, and it's almost know, as if there's a problem with you. Exactly. It's like, and everyone's just that? like, no, you still need to heal. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I'm fine. I'm just it's happy. Like, Enjoying what's God's wrong presence. with her? She's lying. There's something off in her life. You know, she's hiding something. She's a woman of the streets. I you know, like all bro. of these notions. And it's like, no, I'm just living my I'm own life on my own path. Just you really know. enjoying the relationship with God. Exactly. Is that a bad thing? Exactly. I think it's not, as you said, it's not just pressure, you know, on the women, but it's on everyone. Mm. Everyone, as soon as you're getting saved, or maybe you were saved when you're younger, but as soon as you reach a certain, you reach a certain age, then it's like, okay, so What's when are you getting married? <laughs> you know, like when is when does it happen? It's almost as if like society's pressures and church's pressures yeah. are almost interlinked. Exactly. Yeah. I think even like it's as early as like your twenties where they're waiting. Like everyone is waiting on the story of I'm getting married now. And it clouds your relationship with God because then you start, I feel you start putting pressure on God as well. Like, yeah. God, where's my guy? <laughs> you know, like, where is he? I'm faithful. This is proof that I'm doing the right thing. Exactly. And, yeah. and you almost start comparing yourself to everyone else and comparing mm. your story and your journey with everyone else. And you're almost like mad with God because now everyone, it's, it appears to everyone that there's something wrong with you yeah. and you're trying to like have God prove to everyone that no, I'm completely fine, my guy's coming now, he's <laughs> on the way, this thing is I'm happening. Fine. And God is like, don't even worry about it, that's yeah. that's not how God works, he doesn't work in our timing. Yeah. Um, 
but yes, the church, I think, definitely places marriage on a pedestal. Like, if you don't have this, then we need to reevaluate whether you are really a Christian or not. Yeah. If that's the case, um, do you think that if we didn't push relationships that hard or that much in churches, them creating groups or gatherings or whatever guided towards that wouldn't be as much of an issue because it's not necessarily at the forefront of people's minds. Definitely. Because, I mean, let's not lie, God created us for community. Yeah. He created us to have relationships with people and all of that. But there are different forms of relationships. You know, it doesn't just have to be this one type of relationship. You know, and I think that's the problem is that there's an emphasis on this romantic relationship. Yeah. And yes, community is spoken about, but this thing is like, it's like magic. It's like, you know? it's like the, <laughs> Exactly. It's like the part of gold. And I think if we didn't like emphasize that so much and just spoke more about um, community and trying to build that person, that individual, then you would have more confident people going into relationships. Yeah. And, and finding relationships in a healthy way because I understand that it becomes difficult when you are in the world and you came out of the world and now you're in church and you're trying to figure out how to not be sinful in yeah. the ways that you were before. Yeah. You know, I can understand that, but a relationship shouldn't be a substitute for what Come you need to be sorting out Preach in yourself. <laughs> you know, because I think that's the issue. We think like if we're married, then all of the issues that we had before, they're okay now because now it's within nah, a marriage. You're gonna amplify. You know, exactly. So everything becomes amplified, everything becomes fake, and it's not permissible to sin now because you're in a marriage. And now it makes more sense, you know, it's more covered up. There are more oh layers my to this thing. Yes. You know? So I think you can't substitute it. You need to sort out your issues and you as a problem and you the problems that you have within yourself and not think that just because you're in a relationship or in a marriage specifically mm. that it's okay now because mm. now I'm married mm. so it's fine mm. you know if you have a pornography issue but now you're like in a marriage no it's fine now because now I'm married so I can act on those impulses in my marriage so it's not that bad you know as an example but it's like it's still an issue it's still yeah. a sin it's, problem it's still a sin problem yeah if you had a pornography problem before you got into marriage that perversion will still be exactly it, it'll either be more or like increased mm. or be directed in a different place exactly. i feel sure man exactly. you, you literally just said like a <laughs> lot of because you know what i think we don't deal with like the deeper issues yeah you know we're trying to sort out we're trying to put a bandage on the sore and be like get married you know, don't sin anymore, just get married. And it's like, there are other issues that this person, this individual is yeah. facing it's that they need to deal with. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then in that case, do you think, because, okay, I'll ask the question again. Okay. After, I've, after I've explained what I was trying to get at when I wrote down this question. The question is, discipleship and leading a marriage, do we have our priorities right? In the sense where most of the messages that are on, I guess, leadership or a form of leadership, they're almost always like diverted in that direction, right? Do you think if we spoke about leadership, but almost in a way where you kind of equip people to be led by Christ, because I mean, you can't lead a marriage if you can't be led by God, 
yes, of course, like, you know, the man is the head of the house, all of that and whatnot. Um, of which, even then, you know, you get to decide how that flows right. according to individuals mm. and how that works. But in the sense where, as much as the woman was created to be a helper, in her helping, she's still leading. Right. Um, and the man, in his leading, he's still serving mm. and being served. Um, so do you think we prioritize um, leading in marriage more than developing the leadership of each individual sex and how they would inter... Ah, this, is, this is sort of going where I wanted to go, but not really, but let's just go with it. Um, yeah, do you think we don't focus more on being a disciple, being able to lead and serve? We focus more on leading in marriage. I don't know if this makes sense, but yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think... <laughs> this is actually a difficult question. Uh -huh. um, for this one, I'm not quite sure because I think it would be unfair for me to say yes. Mm -hmm. Because of the, the fact that there are programs that are specific to men mm. that I do not attend. Okay, yeah, I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> so, I'm curious, but you I, know, like, I don't really know what's going on there. So yeah. they could be learning these things that I'm just mm. not aware of. Mm. Um, but I do know in women's ministry, there are lots of teachings on our value and our position uh -huh. and and how to go about that. Yeah, you know. So there's that, but. I do think that there isn't enough general emphasis on the fact that you can't lead someone if you can't lead yourself. Yeah. You know, even as a woman, yes, I'm a helper and in my helping I'm leading, but if I don't even know how to lead myself to the right path by listening to God's word and, you know, hearing his voice and all of this, how am I now going to lead Attach with my partner, to, yeah. you know? And let's say now we have kids. How is that gonna? How are we gonna lead our children if we don't even know what's yeah. going on ourselves? Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and so I think there isn't enough general emphasis yeah. on the fact that you need to be able to lead yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to um, look at your issues and your problems head first and be like, God, help me with this. How do I do this? Yeah. How does this work? And then follow through on that. Mm. Because sometimes God, I think, does show us and tell us. And then we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we don't do anything. <laughs> you know? We just don't do anything or we make excuses or time just goes and we delay up until we forget about it. Yeah. And, you know, there are, other now, there are other things that become the issue now and we forget yeah. up until that thing comes up again, right? And then the cycle starts again. But it's like... It's like, honestly, we need to focus more on feeding ourselves and even practicing with what we do have now. Mm -hmm. If you have younger siblings, how are you leading them? Come on now. You know, even you can lead older people. How yep. are you leading your parents? Maybe they're unsaved or maybe they are saved, but they don't really have a relationship with God. How are you leading them? You know, there are small ways in which you can practice and and better yourself in Christ without having to do it in a relationship. Because this is now someone else's emotions that you're dealing with. This yes. is God's child. Yeah. You know, this is someone's child, someone's son, someone's daughter. Yeah. You know, and they have their own things going on. And I think it's important to consider that you can't use people as trials. <laughs> Honestly, and I think that's that's probably what like a lot of maybe not just 
Christian, but also like secular people do, where it's like, nah, you were good for the experience. You're mm. a separate bro. Yes, okay, you got your experience, cool, but does that make up for the emotional mm. and psychological hurt so good, you then, yeah. you know, put onto this person? A hundred percent. So I think when you're a self-reject, you both child. And honestly, I mean, let's not put it all on the church because, yeah. yes, they're, they're like a pinnacle to, mm. to, to the to Christians, you yeah. know, but at the end of the day, you are responsible mm. for your own relationship mm. with God. And there are so many resources out there for you to equip yourself. Never mind books, never mind podcasts like this one, never mind yeah. <laughs> YouTube channels, never mind all of it. Let's go back to the Bible, guys. Come on now. The good old Bible, you know, your relationship with God. Let's go back to prayer, you know. Those are the main things without fundamentals. Exactly. Yeah. God should be able to speak to you through that because He does. That's what His Word tells us. Mm. You know? So let's not sugarcoat it and try and put the blame or pass the blame around and give people more responsibility than actually they, they deserve. This is your life. When it's Own on it. us. Own it. Yeah. 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 Um, I and mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because, like, okay, cool. As much as, you know, right now we are, um, you know, focusing, like, does the church do this and that? We ourselves are the church as well. Exactly. And so, and as much as we're asking, okay, does the church value it over this and that, it's more so um, asking yourself, have I placed it on the pedestal? Am I, you know, valuing, leading other people, those who are already within my community, those who I have, who I'm under and, you know, over, am I valuing them and leading them in such a way that one, shows that I am a true disciple of Christ, but also prepares me for where God's taking me, right. whether that's marriage or not. Yeah. The question, question four, mm -hmm. since we've been speaking about, obviously, um, people taking the onus on themselves to be a good disciple in the sense where you can lead, you can be led. This question basically is, what would you consider a good disciple? <laughs> or an indicator that someone has been discipled um, either when you're looking for a partner or looking from the outside looking at yourself yeah. what would be an indicator that ah, Andrea has been discipled <laughs> she is a disciple she is, you know, walking out her life in accordance to what scripture says mm. you know Leading by example, yeah, um, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna answer this question how I answer this for myself and yeah. like how I no. judge myself. 100%. You know, because before I even look at anyone else, I'm always like, and you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I mean, for me, I know that the Bible says that you will know them by their fruits. So. I always try and see how those fruits are developing in my life. You know, am I patient? Do I have self-control? All of these lovely gems, you know, and I look at that. And if I still have things to work on, but I'm on my way, like I'm seeing progress, then I know that I'm not doing things in vain, yeah. you know, that I'm on the right path. But definitely, I think um, I look at whether people can make decisions for themselves. Mm. and and the, the quality of those decisions. Come on now. You know, because if you're making 
anyone can make a decision, yeah. let's say, yeah. right? But if the decisions that you're constantly making are detrimental to yourself or to those around you, then I have to be like, what's going on here? Yeah, you know, because exactly at the end of the day, it's Christ first, you know, for anything else. So you need to remember that when people look at you, they, I mean, that's if you're open with your faith and everything. Yeah. But when when people look at you, they're looking at this person came to the Christian. Yeah. You know, so everything I do, it's not just for me. It's not just, let's say, for my family or whatever, but people are trying to see what I'm doing. Maybe they're trying to figure themselves out or whatever. Um, and so those decisions are important, mm. you know. Um, what else do I look at? <laughs> um, I look at um, their self-control. Yeah, I think that's even though it's a part of the fruits and so obviously it's important but to me that's super important yeah. because yes we're all like sinners but i think how do i say it i don't know how to say it without it's, making it sound like you need to be perfect right but yeah like, but the goal is to emanate christ exactly and, yeah exactly so how much self-control do you have what kind of situations are you putting yourself in you know who are you surrounding yourself with and and what are you doing in those situations that's kind of what i need you know because at the end of the day life is life you're going to be surrounded by all kinds of people yeah you know being a christian doesn't just mean that you're only going to be friends with christians and that's it yeah. and if you're friends with whoever else then you know you're there's something you're doing wrong. it wrong yeah. yeah so obviously sometimes you're going to end up in situations that are not ideal mm -hmm. to your faith but it's about what decisions are you making in those moments how much self-control can you practice in those moments are you relying on god in that time or are you just now relying on your own strength and being like no i can handle this i can do this i got this yeah you know um that's kind of what i look for honestly your decisions and the quality of those decisions and your self-control because mm. at the end of the day i think that's what it's all about yeah it's about can you listen to god in the big moments can you be obedient to god in the big moments you know um because that's what he wants obedience that's literally all it's about yeah adding to that list what i look at is like community mm. what does your community look like and what do they say about you Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because yes. it's one thing obviously like your friends are your friends and they'll root for you or whatever but can they honestly be like hey andrea i know you're keen on this guy but yeah. you're still working around Obviously, they won't give you in detail, mm. but they'll be like, yo, dude, this is an area that you might have issues with. Like, obviously, if you're doing your research, I don't know how people do these things. I have yeah. my own way of doing things. <laughs> yeah. But um, you don't want it to be a case where you ask your friend about this person or you ask his friend about this person. About his. About him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ask his friends about him and they have nothing to say than the usual no he's a good guy this is this um so it's like what does his community say um is it just y'all know she's a good person y'all know this is this um basically like is his community honest enough 
to respect you as an image bearer um, to tell you to watch out if he is bad company, you know? Um, so yeah, community. But also, I think, having your own community like that where you can be like, hey, dude, like, okay, I'm a bit iffy in this area. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily have to say it or whatever, but it's that self-awareness where it's like, okay, guys, I'm keen on this person, but I know this specific area might be an issue. Yeah. Please watch out for me whilst I'm pursuing this yeah. person or whatever. So I think community is a huge thing. I don't know if that's just me and my fascination with the way <laughs> people interact and mm. just do like life and whatnot. But yeah. But just to like add to that, like I haven't okay, I thought about the community thing, but yeah. more in the sense of like who are you surrounding yourself yourself with. Yeah. You know, but just to add to that, I think it's also important that you're so self-aware where you can communicate that with the other person. Yep. You know, not 100%. just like I can go to your friends and they can tell me about you, but you can tell me about tell you. Tell me about you. <laughs> you know? And you're like, hey, exactly. Something that's like yeah. you can say, yeah. listen, I'm working on XYZ. Yeah. You know, and it can be a normal conversation and not like this huge thing or you you kinda don't know how to say it or you why? Why don't you know how to say it? Like what's you know? wrong? Because I also feel like that's probably like yeah. at the top. Because if you can't confidently say that you're struggling with something without feeling condemned, mm. um, like without condemning yourself right. for struggling in that thing, I feel like that's that's a huge thing. And then you being able to then communicate it to someone that you're looking at pursuing, I feel like that almost sets you up um, for a good relationship in the long run. Because I mean, if you do get to marriage, then speaking about those issues and whatnot flows easier because yeah. from the jump, exactly. you were there. It's no longer like, oh, now I have to open up. Literally. And we've been married <laughs> for three years. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I would have liked this question to kind of like flow from the other one but I feel like this in-between one is good and then we can go to the others okay. so question five intimacy with Christ prepares you or reveals whether marriage is actually for you what are your thoughts on that I think yes maybe let's say before you even know Christ everyone has their idea of whether marriage is for them or yeah. whether like their views on it. That's but true. I think that once you get into an intimate relationship with Christ, he then puts what he wants for you in his heart. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes can shift from what you already had for yourself. Yeah. Um, but you can only know that if you're in relationship with him. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be a, a, a thing of where you're so dead set on what you want your timeline your vision for yourself that even when god is trying to tell you and show you you're not having it because that's impossible god that's, i know what that, i'm yeah supposed to be you know yeah. it's like no that can't be god because it doesn't sound like what you think it yeah. should sound like, yeah you know um so i think when you're in relationship with god that's when he gives you these gems and plants them in your heart and and, and gives you visions and places people here and there to help your your in your journey yeah you know but i don't think you can just soma come up with it yourself and be like 
stamp God's name on it and be like, no, this is from God. Like, this is from God. <laughs> you I feel know? like I feel like he just look at you like, bro, that that's counterfeit. Like literally. you literally forged my my hand my signature onto that. Yeah, um, exactly. It's not me. And, and I also believe that yes, let's say in terms of marriage, he I believe will tell you whether it's for you or not. But I think either way, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. You Thank know, you. either yeah. way, you should be okay because the individual is sorted out. Mm. You know, and um, this thing of marriage is there to complement the purpose that God has already placed yeah. in your heart and the part that He's already like putting you on. And it shouldn't be like if I don't get marriage, everything is gonna fall apart. You know, those are the plans aren't gonna work out. And it shouldn't be like that. Oh. You know, if God decides, yeah. like, you know what, I'm gonna take a different path for you. Um, then you shouldn't be like, no, but God, you said you're so dead set on that, yeah. that, that vision that you can't allow for anything else. I think that's the problem when the promises of God become bigger than God Himself. You know, that's a word. That's because that's what you see so often that God maybe, or or maybe you placed something in your heart and you thought it was God. And then like years along the line that changes or that looks different to what you expected and now your whole world is crumbling because you're like but god you said you said you said and it's like i can i can say you know what i want i think i think what's also interesting on that is like even if god does give you a dream and whatever it's yeah. like the fact that his thoughts are already higher than yours him giving you that thing yeah could literally just be I don't know, you know, you know, it's almost like, okay, this is what you saw. You saw this big thing, mm. whatever, but in the plan, it's two days. Yeah. But you imagined it to be like 20 years and right. God's like, bro, yeah, I showed you and you got it. You're still, you know, it's almost like I've given you a new, a new promise, a new vision, Yeah. but you're so hung up on making this thing for yourself that you forget that, well, that you don't realize that. I've already accomplished this mm -hmm. and we're going now. Yeah. We're moving on to the next thing. And sometimes the reverse is also true. Yeah. Where we think, you know, it's gonna happen in two days and then it takes twenty and Whoa. we're like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, what's going on? Because we're so set on our own timeline. Yeah. You know? God needs to be bigger than whatever plans that we have. Yeah. Whatever we want for ourselves. At the end of the day, the mission must always be to allow people to know God, you know, in everything we do, above the marriage, above the children, above the success, the money, which there's nothing wrong with any of yeah. those things, you know, with the right intentions, obviously. But above all of that, God always needs to be the first thing. And if he says, you're going to do this now, then you're going to do that now, you know, or whatever. And I think we sometimes forget that there's also this aspect of free will, uh -huh. you know, like, yes, God might have put you in this place where X, Y, Z was supposed to happen, but those people in that place also have to decide whether they're going to be obedient, yeah. whether they're going to do what God has told them or whatever, so that it can flow properly. Yeah. But if they don't decide or you don't decide or something along the line doesn't really, you know, go up. exactly, yeah. then that's just what it is because free will is a gift, yeah. you know, and, and so God's not going to force us to do anything. 
And we just need to be okay with the fact that sometimes it doesn't work out because there's this aspect of free will as yeah. well. And so it's not going to look 100% the way um, that we thought or maybe that God had planned for us because we get to choose. Yeah. But I think the nice thing is like either way, because God knows like the beginning from the end, mm. the plan won't change that drastically because exactly. he's already seen that you would go in that How that beautiful way. is that? Bro. So, so good. Come okay. on. Um, you mentioned something about like the people um, around you in the place that you've been placed mm-hmm. that could obviously alter you know, like the plan and whatnot. So obviously community is a huge thing, right? You've been speaking about like a community right. and whatnot and obviously the people that you then surround yourself with affect the way that you would then go about life, how plans go about because of free will and whatnot. So my question, I guess, bringing it back to this question of intimacy versus marriage. In the communities that we then place ourselves in, are we then placing ourselves in communities that value us outside of marriage? Or (laughs) are those people that we've decided to place our lives around, you know, intertwine into our realities and all that, are they people who, because obviously you don't know what people's walks are like and stuff like that, but are there people that actually value you outside of marriage? I think I'll add to it if I, if I, if okay. I think of what are your thoughts on that? Um, there's a saying that goes tell me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Yep. You know, and I think that is that rings true like probably like 95% you know, 100% <laughs> but um, that's true but I think it's still so important to surround yourself with diverse people. And sometimes Come on, that is a word. <laughs> that is a word. You know, and sometimes that could mean that maybe those diverse people do really value marriage. And sometimes that means those diverse people maybe don't really see the value of marriage. Whatever that looks like, um, it's important to get a full picture. Yeah. Because you don't ever want to get to a place where Yes, you have your main first community, let's say, yeah. of people that speak into your life, you speak into them, and yes, you guys have you know, um, similar values and foundations, but it's also important that you have that other community where you hear differences, you hear different perspectives, you, you see different positions on things, because that grows your mind. Yeah. And it actually, I believe, it strengthens you, or it can strengthen you in your walk with Christ, because yeah. then you really see the value of knowing God, yeah. and how blessed you are that you know Him, and that you're you're in um, walking in community with Him, you know. But um, I think that first line of community, I mean... <sighs> It, it, it's a tricky one. It's yeah. a tricky one because I do think that lots of like Christians are kind of programmed uh-huh. <laughs> to value this thing because I mean, after a certain time, if it's emphasized so much, it just becomes engraved in you. In your DNA, you know, in yeah. your DNA, without even thinking, you just kind of like you know, and that becomes a thing of everyone needs to start thinking critically mm. and be more aware. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like that shouldn't be 
the only reason why you don't associate yourself with someone or the only reason you do associate yourself oh, with someone. Girl. You know, it shouldn't be like, oh, because this person values marriage um, like a lot, then I'm not going to be friends with them. Because are you then saying that their view on this one thing is then more important than the person themselves? Mm. You know, because there's so many different elements and factors that you can add to this that create like the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, so yes, it's important for that community, but I do think that you yourself, again, it turns back to you on what you're putting into your life. Yeah. And what you're valuing and how critically are you thinking on your own without the people how do you think mm. you know yes you're you're with them a lot of the times but can you think on your own you know can you form these opinions and research and the word of god on your own that are you your know, own that are your well. own exactly <laughs> exactly and so yes it's important but let's not again put so much emphasis on it where we're not seeing responsibility in our own actions, you know, and what we consume ourselves. Yeah. In terms of then, you know, putting responsibility on your actions and, um, you know, again, like the main theme of this whole thing, as much as we're focusing on, you know, marriage and intimacy, the main thing has been that important fact <laughs> that the onus is on you. Right. This, this is your life, bro. Exactly. Like, you get to curate the life that you want in God's will. Right. Um, and obviously, because He gives you the desires of your heart, His will is your will. Right. The more you get closer to Him. So, in that case, don't you think um, in the pursuit of getting better, better? Is that the right word? I don't think so. In the pursuit of taking responsibility uh -huh. for your journey and how you can best walk it what would you say would be the value of mentorship for me i've seen a lot of people tend to surround themselves with people who are on the same level yeah we all kind of believe the same thing we're all <laughs> right. sheep on the same level <laughs> yeah um and if we do have sheep underneath us we're trying to turn them into us. Yeah. And then those above us. Above is the word, but it's it's not used in like a hierarchy sense. Yeah. But like those who are further in the journey. That's more better. experience. Yes. And they have different views or whatever. We kinda like I don't know, I don't like you. <laughs> kinda like my sheep. Like, do you think there would be an importance in mentorship? Um in that case where either you get a mentor who still holds the same values but can give you a different perspective mm -hmm. or should you sort of be looking for someone who's a mentor who's a sheep who's, who's been in it for the game because <laughs> <laughs> i mean i feel like a lot of people find sheep mentors yeah um so yeah, yeah. give me your thoughts <laughs> let me start off by saying that i think there is so much value in mentorship. I think it's important. I do, however, think... <laughs> no, no, bring it. I'm actually so interested. Okay, I do, however, think... Okay, and I can only speak for myself. Yeah. You know, I have found that for me, mentorship has been challenging in the sense that it hasn't been like smooth sailing, you know? Yeah. Um, in the sense that I tried 
I tried the whole mentorship thing and I think the issue arises when I think at some point this person or these people become so important that it's like sometimes you have to like go to them for every single tiny thing you know and you start you, they're almost like a crutch exactly yeah. when you start like, relying on them to make decisions that you should be able to make if you are truly in walking in faith with Christ you know it's because I've seen it not just for myself but I've seen with other people where it's like yes you're now accountable to this person but it's almost like ironic because the accountability makes you feel like no now I can do things because it's almost like confession now you know yeah now I, I did this thing but it's okay I'll just tell my mentor about it and this person we'll will pray like, about it yeah we'll good. pray this person will tell me you know how to change XYZ or whatever yeah but it's okay it will be fine you know I've seen this happen or for me it's the case of what had happened was I had this mentorship I really like this mentor um you know we had like a sort of relationship it was like all respectful and all of that and then at some point i don't want to use she kind of broke away from the church and from uh, like yeah. christianity a yeah. bit almost she just kind of do her own thing yeah yes i'm a christian but i'm 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 driving now yeah you know and it's like now you're kind of in limbo of like what do i do how do i go about this because this person is now not mentoring me from the christian perspective but now from their own worldly perspective yes you know and that becomes an issue because now you almost feel like a sense of loyalty to this person <laughs> you know you feel like no but we're doing this thing together mm. and you know and that becomes an issue it has become an issue for me where now i don't really have i wouldn't say a set mentor set mentors yeah but there are people that are mentoring right now and they don't even know <laughs> you know yeah they don't even know they're mentoring me but i do ask them for advice and i see how they live and yeah. i see their community i see what they do you know some of them are in church some of them are in my own family yeah you know some of them are in my friendship groups yeah and it's like yes i have accountability partners but those accountability partners it doesn't necessarily mean they're like the same mentoring thing. me yeah you know so that is important but i do want to say that mentoring can be a very tricky area yeah and it has been for me but this seems to work for me where i'm just gonna watch you okay <laughs> I'll ask you things here if and there but it isn't like a set thing of I'm reporting to you yeah. we're meeting up sometimes or it's not like so concrete it's not yeah. like structured mm -hmm. you know that works for me I think for me the challenge has been I see the value of it but the people that I see I don't think I want to let them know okay I don't know I feel like letting people know puts pressure on them to not act a certain way or whatever or it's it puts pressure on me it's nice to have accountability partners and stuff like that but a mentor almost is like okay this is what's happening and i need your advice on this and that so for me i think right now the line between mentorship and accountability is kind of blurred yeah i don't think that's a bad thing yeah i just i feel like i would like someone who's further in journey and age um just for that hindsight thing i don't know i like i like hindsight 
but I also feel like where I'm going, people may not understand. Right. And so it's, it's, it's kind of hard to find mentorship yeah. that will, not to say that they need to share the same mindset, but people who will understand. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with this whole thing. Would I like people, there have been some people where I'm here like, that would be a good person. Mm. But I also feel like I should just watch you. Yeah. I haven't really been prompted yet to like be like right. mentor me. <laughs> <laughs> also I'm like, how did that stuff work? I don't you know? know. Oh jeez. Because um, I, I feel like that's also something that no one really like, speaks about. Yeah. Like how do you get a mentor to mentor you? Yeah. Like is it just like over time we then do it? Or is it just like one day I'm latched to you at the hip <laughs> right. and we're forever um I you mean, know, I well, not this correct, one but yeah, yeah. who literally was like, no, he just went up to so-and-so and said, would you be my mentor? And the guy was like, yeah. No. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You no. just went up to them and asked them straight? You know, like, I don't know. I think it just depends on the person. Yeah. But as you said, like, it's similar for me in the sense of I just don't feel like like people get me like that, you know? Yeah. And where they'll, they'll sort of be like, okay, mm. but like they still got their reservations right. or whatever, yeah. And then I just resort to, well, God gets me like that, so it's fine. Yeah. You know, I'll just be in a relationship with him. But would you be, would you be, not put off, but would you be like taken aback if someone came to you and was like, Andrea, God told me I should mentor you. <laughs> your face. I was gonna say if y'all could see my face. <laughs> context. Okay. You've been praying, God, I need a mentor. Okay. I mean, if it's in that context where I was actually praying for God to, you know, show me or put it in my heart or whatever, then I know it would just be weird. <laughs> I think because I'm just such like a. I like being in control of situations. Yeah. I like being prepared for situations, you know. Yeah. So if someone just randomly comes up to me and says this thing, I'll be a bit skeptical in uh-huh. the sense of like, obviously it depends, do I know you? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Where is this location that you came and asked me? Hi, bro, <laughs> what know? the hell? Is it in church or were we just like in the mall or something? Like, Adria, are you I've a friend of a friend? You, my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you know someone that I know? Do you have like a mutual person? Yeah. Like how is this coming yeah. about? But I think I would be a bit skeptical. Um, trust issues. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. But I would pray about it some more. You know, yeah. like God, is this the person? Like clarify it. And I mean, what can you do? You can only be but obedient. Yeah, and speak to them and actually see if yeah, this is actually exactly it. and find out as you go. Because I mean, if they're not to God's sense, you'll figure that out pretty quickly, I think. I think so. <laughs> Especially if you're at, at that point in your life where like your relationship with God is like that good, that strong, where like the communication is flowing. Mm-hmm. It will come up really yeah. quick where it's like, hey, Literally. did you see that? Yeah. Like they'll say something funny or whatever and you're like, what? <laughs> what? What? You Wait, know? is that what you're... Oh, Literally. Okay. So I think that would come up really quickly and that could, you know, also you pay for discernment as well and God can help you, the Holy Spirit can help you and you can just see like, no, this person is just yeah. 
not it. It's not the person for me. Yeah. Because I mean, you do get those people that say God told them when God did not tell them. Yo, <laughs> you and know? you got a lot of those people. You know, eh? God did not tell them. Former they just godliness. want to come on. They just want to like stamp God's name on their own things, uh, you know. So yeah. I mean, yeah, what yeah. can you do? Okay. Wow, that's the end of oh, our yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much. Thanks um, for having me. And yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>